كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد All praise you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We thank him and glorify him We send our salutations to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam our discussion today will be very simple, easy, very short as well. Our discussion today is taking us to the house of the Prophet We are going in the house of the Prophet and look at some of the teachings that he got to his companions. We are knocking the house of the Prophet we're going to knock the doors asking for him to open and let's see what sort of lifestyle he sallallahu alayhi wasallam had because the idea here is um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran in kuntum tuhibbuna Allah fattabi'uni yuhibbukumullah if you really love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then you have to follow me Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you so our, our journey today will take us to the house of the Prophet. We're going to look at some few examples of his life and see how best we can practice in our life, inshallah. <coughs> we start with the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, which says, the beloved of people in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love most are those that are beneficial, those that are helpful to each other. So when we think of our life and we see how are we beneficial to the community in which we live in, the people that we are living in with, are they happy with us? Are we beneficial to the people? That is the starting point. Because for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to love you, you have to be someone who others benefit from. So it is very important to start our discussion from there. And the Prophet ﷺ continued to say, and the most beloved action that is in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love most, is the joy that you put in someone. So when you are able to put joy and happiness in someone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us to be beneficial but also he loves to see us putting joy and happiness in others. So it is very important to put joy and happiness in other people. So those are the actions that are more beloved 
to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. The Prophet ﷺ continued to give us this information. Or one of the actions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves is to take the distress that someone is going through. So if someone is going through stress, you are able to take the person out of that. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. We finish this action, then we look at the opposite of that. Because if Allah loves this, and you are doing the opposite of that, what will that mean in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Naam. So the Prophet ﷺ continued to say, أَوْتَقْضَى anhu dayna." Not only you are able to help such a person, but also you help someone to pay their debt. When you are able to pay someone to pay their debt, this, an, this is an action Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves a lot. Or you help a person to go out of um, hunger. So if you are able to supply food, you are able to help others with food, that will help us or that will help that person, then definitely... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then said, The Prophet sallallahu said, If I get a fellow Muslim, a Muslim brother, that has some concern or that have something that he needs help with, for me to walk with such a person to help that person is better for me than to make itikaf in the masjid for one month. Remember, itikaf, the reward of itikaf is amazing. And the Prophet ﷺ said, it's better to be able to walk with a fellow Muslim brother to go and help them in some of their activity or some of their lifestyle concerns the Prophet ﷺ said, it's better for me to do that than to make itikaf one month in the masjid. Someone will say, Wallahi, I want to make ibadah. Sit in the month for uh, sit in the masjid for one month making itikaf. The Prophet ﷺ said, the reward is massive. But to walk with your fellow Muslim brother to help him in his affairs, the reward you get is better than the itikaf that you do for a month. Dear respected brothers, the Prophet ﷺ continued to give us information on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. وَمَنْ كَفَّ غَضَبِهِ And also, سَتَرَ اللَّهُ awra. And whoever is able to protect someone or take someone from anger, someone is in anger and you are able to take him out, or you are even able to protect the person from falling into anger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cover your mistakes or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cover your sins. The same thing applies to when someone is able to regulate one's anger. You are able to help the person when they are in the difficult situation. You are able to advise them or counsel them so that they get out of that. When you do that, the Prophet ﷺ is talking about the reward is massive. 
walau syaa yumdhihi amda mala Allahu qalba qalbahu rida yawm alqiyamah and also if you are able to spend and on such a person on whatever their needs are you are able to spend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with you on the day of qiyamah which means he's going to put uh, happiness in your heart وَمَنْ مَشَى مَا أَخِيهِ الْمُسْلِمُ فِي هَاجَتِهِ حَتَّى يُثْبِتَهَا لَهُ أَثْبَتَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى قَدَمَهُ يَوْمَ تَزَلُّ الْأَقْدَامُ Whoever walked with his brother in his affairs until he is able to help him go through those activities or whatever that person needs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help this person on the day of qiyamah, give him steadfastness, when the day that people cannot stand on their feet wa inna su'ul khulq la yafsidu al-amal the prophet ﷺ said indeed uh, bad actions or bad character indeed spoils one's deeds kama yafsidu al-khallu al-asl just like the way um, vinegar spoils uh, honey so let's quickly go back to this hadith and look at what the Prophet ﷺ is teaching us on this hadith. He wasallam is teaching us some sort of things that when we do, the reward are massive. But sometimes we underestimate those actions. Alright? Number one, he said to us, the most beloved amongst you are those that are beneficial to the others. So wherever you find yourself, the first question is to ask, who is benefiting in your life? Who do you support? Who do you help? How is your life beneficial to the people around you? How is your life beneficial to the society in which you live? How, how is your life beneficial to the country that you live in? Because we need to support the countries in which we are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those that are beneficial. Are we beneficial to the people that are living with us? From the family that we have, from the friends, the community, the society in which we are. Are we beneficial to them? Because if we are, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love us for that. <clears throat> then the Prophet also talked about actions, deeds, that are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, for you to put happiness and joy in the heart of a brother Muslim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves this action. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the action of you being able to put happiness in your fellow brother's heart. Whatever that you can do, to make sure that you create the happiness, the joy in your fellow brother, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves this action. If that is the case, what of if you are the one that cause harm? What of if you are the one that creates sadness and sorrow in people's life? Then the same thing, as Allah will love the good, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will dislike you being the one who puts sadness in other people's life. And that can lead you to the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
The Prophet ﷺ then continued to tell us about the actions that a person when he does, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more happier. And he said, if you are able to help person who is in distress, who is in the state of uncomfortable, you are able to help such a person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes such an action. And also, if someone is in debt and you are able to help the person pay it, whatever you do in a way that you support the person to pay the debt, this is an action, this is an action that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves so much. <clears throat> or you fed someone for you to cook or to give food or to help somebody with money for the person to eat. The Prophet wasallam said, these are actions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves so much. We can understand where Mubarak brought this idea, where we got a place where always there's something to eat. These are the hadith of the Prophet regarding being able to feed someone who is hungry. And the Prophet continued to say, for him, he will prefer to walk with his fellow brother in Islam for the persons to go and you know fulfill some of their you know their actions or their their affairs. He said it's better for him than making a itikaf in the masjid for a month. So that is to tell you when you see a fellow brother who needs help and you go into that to support the person, you are indeed doing a big job or something that is really massive in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet continue to say the same thing applies to when you avoid anger on your fellow brother or you support your fellow brother who is in anger for him to get out of it. And the Prophet said the same thing applies to when you spend on your fellow brother. If you do that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fill your heart with the best of desire, which is that um, trust and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for you on the day of Qiyamah. And the same thing applies to if you walk with your fellow brother who is in some situation until you help the person achieve whatever they are going through, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will support you on the day of Qiyamah. And he said, regarding this, the words of character really spoils one's deed, like the way the vinegar spoils uh, the honey. So in a nutshell, the Prophet ﷺ is someone who does put happiness in people. The Prophet ﷺ is someone who puts joy in people. He is someone who gives glad tidings. And we're going to look at just two or three examples in the life of the Prophet ﷺ regarding putting joy or giving glad tidings to people. Because this is this hadith saying that you first of all have to be beneficial to the people or you should also put joy and happiness in people's life. So let's look at the life of the Prophet ﷺ. As we said, our journey today is in the house of the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ loves so much to give glad tidings. He always, in all his affairs, he wants to make sure that the people around him are happy. That is why the Quran indicates 
the job of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He does not come and scare people and give people bad news, but rather bashiran wa nadira. He sallallahu alaihi wasallam will give glad tidings. Then he gives warning. So we need to look at it from that point of view. <clears throat> Number one, there is hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that goes like this: Ata Jibril. نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله هذه خديجة جبريل came to the Prophet and said oh messenger of Allah there or that is Khadija your wife she is coming to you now with your dinner or with your food or with whatever that you're going to take when she comes to you give her the glad tidings greetings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَقْرَأْ عَلَيْهَا السَّلَامِ مِنْ رَبِّهَا عَزَّ وَجَلُ وَمِنِّي Give her good news or greetings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and tell her also Jibreel alayhi salam is greeting her. But not only that, inform her that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said we should inform her her castle, the place she is going to be in Jannah has been completed. What a good news. Imagine Khadija at that time. It's not about whether am I going to Jannah or not. No. Your dwelling place in Jannah is finished. You are just here to inform you your place in Jannah, everything, the decoration is done. This is a good news. The Prophet ﷺ was happy to inform his wife about this news from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we made mention, it's good at any given time when you hear something good to rush to inform your brother or sister in Islam. It is simple as you read the Quran. In the Quran, you saw something good that one can do to achieve good reward. The moment you meet your brother or sister in Islam, you sit them down and inform them about that advantage so that they can take advantage and get more reward in front of Allah. It's not about I want to go to Jannah and everyone should go to Jahannam. It's not about I should win, everyone should lose. No. The Prophet ﷺ is saying, None of you will be a true believer unless you love for your brother what you love for yourself. So if I really read the Quran and saw some informations that would be beneficial for my brother or my sister. Wouldn't I be the first one to quickly inform them so that they can also achieve and get better reward? So the Prophet ﷺ, his job is Bashiran. He always gives good news. He gives good news. He is not someone who comes and scare you about Allah. Some people, when you sit down in front of them, you will hate being a Muslim. There are some scholars they cannot talk to you about the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever they start talking, they're only talking about the punishment of Allah, punishment of Allah, and forget all the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying regarding His mercy, His mercy has overshadowed His anger. But some people cannot talk about Allah without putting fear in people's life. The Prophet ﷺ said, you should be a person who gives glad tidings, good news. 
So here, when he heard the news, he rushed in telling his wife this good news. Remember, he told the same to his wife Aisha. One of the battles when they were at the expedition, when Aisha was telling us this story, at that time she was at the age of 16 or 17 years old. Generally, when they go or travel, she will be in a some, something like a palanquin. She sits in there and the companions will hold it. Remember, very skinny, she's not heavy. So four people holding that thing, sometimes they don't even know whether she's in or not. They reached a place where it was at night. They slept over. She got up, went in the bush to help herself when she came back. And then got in, she realized she lost her necklace. And she decided to go back and look for it. None of them saw her leaving. So when it was time to go, the companions left and then they left. She came back, no one was there, everyone has left. Then she said, well, since they left, I will be waiting here. I cannot be walking in this desert looking for them. Where they reached also, the companions who were holding the distance said that, Ya Rasulullah, we cannot feel the movement of our mother Aisha in this. So they put it down. The Prophet ﷺ came and opened. She was not in. So he said, let's camp here, wherever she is. Since she went without telling anyone, we wait for her here. She was also there. She said, since they left without me, I'm not walking. They should come and pick me here. So they are camping there. She's also at where they left her. Generally, when they camp, there's one of the companions with the name Safwan. He will be behind to go around and see if someone left something and then pick it up. Safwan is a young guy. Safwan came back and he saw Aisha sitting where they were. And he decided to let her mount on his camel and they walked back. Before they got to Medina, everyone, Roma in Medina. Safwan, the wife of the prophet, ah, something has happened. They create rumor. Well, when they came back to Medina, for about 20 days, Aisha was sick. So Aisha has no idea in Medina they were even talking bad about her. The Prophet ﷺ hears what is going on. He cannot affirm it. He cannot also deny it. He is waiting for Allah to send message. Allah ignored him. 20 days. Aisha's sickness got a bit further. She decided she has to go to her parents. So coming out within the distance, she heard what's going on. She went to her parents. The house of Abu Bakr, for information, is not far from the Prophet's house. So she went back home. Her mom, her dad, they heard the news in Medina. Everyone is talking about it. Her parents asked her, Aisha, you heard what is going on? Is it true or not true? That made the sickness worse. She cannot say anything. Just crying. Almost a month. The Prophet couldn't handle it. He came to the house of Abu Bakr. He wants to talk to his wife. He said, Aisha, this is the information in Medina. Tell me, did this happen? 
so that you ask Allah to forgive you. Or you can free yourself by saying you did not do it. She looked at the Prophet Even you doubt me? I only wait Allah to send a revelation to free me. So she is making her dua. Hoping that the Prophet will see something in the dream. She is not expecting a verse to come because of her. But at least a dream will come for the Prophet to know that she will not do such a thing. It took how many? More than a month before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent those verses in Surah Al-Nur. Surah Al-Nur regarding those we don't want to go into details. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned people of making Romo and that's where the ruling of if someone says they found someone committing adultery or fornication, they need four witnesses. That is where the verses came. So up till today, till the day of Qiyamah, Allah has freed Aisha with the verses of Quran that will be recited till the day of Qiyamah. When the verses were revealed, the Prophet ﷺ rushed to Aisha to inform her that Allah has freed her and Allah has proven her innocence. So he is someone who is always rushing in giving good news. When the verses came, he was so overjoyed, happy, wanting to let her wife, his wife know that Allah has shows, shows that she is innocent. And we can see more of these informations of how the Prophet ﷺ is when it comes to giving glad tidings. He gave good news to his companions saying they're going to Jannah. He is the one who gave good news to Abu Bakr. He said that Abu Bakr, Allah will open the eight doors of Jannah on the day of Qiyamah for you to choose anyone that you want to enter. He gave the good news to his companions and his nation to the extent the Prophet ﷺ is saying to the nation, Man mata ala tawheed fa innahu sayakunu min ahlil jannah. Whoever in this nation died with the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sincere belief will enter Jannah. Even if he has some bad deeds that Allah will punish him for that on the day of Qiyamah, he will still go to Jannah. His final abode will be Jannah. So he gave good news to his companions and to the nation knowing that as long as you have even small size of an atom of iman in your heart, no matter how, no matter how worse you might be, commit whatever sin, even if you will be punished or put in Jahannam on the day of Qiyamah, because of that small iman in your heart, you will end up in Jannah regardless. These are the good news the Prophet ﷺ gave to his companions and also his nation. The Prophet ﷺ continued to give some of the companions glad tidings of going to Jannah like Ashar al-Washirina bil Jannah. But not only that, he also made mention of specific people, like the three people that he said they will be in Jannah like Ali, and then Ammar, and also Bilal. To the extent the Prophet ﷺ is telling Bilal, Ya Bilal, I heard your footstep behind me in Jannah. What a good news. You are still alive. And then you are getting the information that you are among people who are going to Jannah. So the Prophet ﷺ give good news. 
Now the question between us here is, do we also give good news or we are the angel of death? Anytime people see us, they know there's a bad news. The moment we call, they know there's a bad news. The moment we send a message, they know there's a bad news. We cannot get people and create joy and happiness in their life. So we need to change. Let's be like the Prophet ﷺ. So when we entered the house of the Prophet ﷺ today, what we saw him teaching his companions is giving glad tidings, giving good news, creating joy and happiness in the heart of people. This is what we saw in the house of the Prophet today. This is what we want to learn from today. We want to make sure that anywhere we go, we are among those who create joy and happiness in people's life. We want to be among those wherever we are, people feel comfortable. We want to be among those that understood and followed the deed in a way that we want to make sure that everyone is happy. And in that, we will do anything to support them in whatever situation a Muslim brother is, a Muslim sister is, we will be in that situation with them until we see them being happy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala support us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us opportunity to understand and know how best we can help our fellow brothers and sisters in faith. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nishhadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastakfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Inshallah we'll take your questions now.